Hi, Peter Borker here and welcome to today's edition of The Transition Guy. Now joining me today is a guy called Andy Bailey, serial entrepreneur, really took his business, used the whole scale-up process with Master of the Rockefeller Habits, sold it, coach, yeah, just an all man. You made me sound like a superhero. Oh man, uh, dude, you, I mean, you've got loads of businesses, you, I mean, you've done it all, you've probably lived the dream that most business owners strive to. Do you know what it's like? I mean, when did you start your first business? Um, you started in 93, in the attic of my house. You see, and that's the thing, 93, in the attic in the house. It was a one-man band. Yeah, um, me and my girlfriend, actually, at the time, who there. later became my wife, so... So that's a two-people band? Yeah, yeah. So we started um, Beepers, and then quickly transitioned from Beepers and Pagers over to two-way radios to cell phones to a bunch of other stuff over time. But, you know, all of that is an 18-year overnight success, right? So it's, right. you know, years of you know, brute force growth, figuring things out, breaking a lot, failing a lot. But it's a dream at the beginning, you see. I mean, when you start your business, I mean, everyone has that dream. I want to go into business for myself, and they want to succeed, right? Sure. They want to succeed. But the reality is shit happens along the way. That's right. And it's never easy. How did you actually overcome that stuff? Well, I think, uh, and, and you hit a lot of walls, right? So, with, All the time, right? All the time, yeah, constantly. I mean, when you don't expect them, it's almost a little bit like when things are going well, you sit back and think, all right, something's going to happen somewhere. Um, and you overcome that, and you learn from it. So you, you do your very best to not make the same mistakes over and over, um, but learn from them. Uh, and failure is just a piece of growth. So how did you take your business? I mean, tell... Take us through the journey that you went through. Um, 93 was when we started. Um, the goal was to create a business that had recurring revenue. Um, prior to that, I was a 1099 salesperson, so did pretty well in sales. But I had to get up every single day and go produce that income, right? And I wouldn't take a day off because it cost me money. Yeah. Um, and I tripped into pagers. Pagers, beepers were this thing that I could, I could buy airtime from a carrier and resell it and make the difference between the two was small amounts of money, but I could see that if I could duplicate that over a lot of people that I could generate recurring revenue. And for our younger generation, they were listening yeah, exactly. in and watching in, sort of pages, you'd have to Google it. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So, you know, carried them around, you got a number, had to put a quarter in a pay phone somewhere and call somebody back. Um, when I do these talks around now, it's who had a pager and, you know, the numbers are getting smaller <laughs> and smaller all the time. But, um, you know, 93 to about 97 when I joined EO Entrepreneurs Organization. Uh, and then in 2005, I went to the Birthing of Giants program and met Vern Harnish. Uh, 2004, I met him in a workshop. And then 2005, I joined his Birthing of Giants program at MIT and learned you know, scaling up and the Rockefeller habits. So prior to that, everything I was doing was just brute force. I call it actually the um, asshole dictator part of my growth. Because I was, you know, in the middle of everything, making sure everything was exactly like it should be. Um, I didn't, you know, I didn't really have control a team. freak. Oh, it was total, and I still am. I still, you know, don't get me wrong, uh, but I learned a lot of lessons about having an operating system from Vern through that um, birthing of giants and, and through the pre-birthing of giants. How many people were you employing at the time? We had probably, you know, a small team of ten, maybe. Okay, that's significant, because then you went from ten to how many? Probably is up to. In a short period of time after that was when we had all of our scale. So once we had our operating system, probably 10 to 30-ish uh, in a very short period of time. And that becomes quite significant. Yeah, most of our distribution points were contractors. So we had 
uh, 300 or so distribution points from Kentucky down to the Gulf Coast in the U.S. Uh, and they were all selling our product and systematically shut all of that down in the latter parts of that business and brought it all in-house. We were B2C, right. we went B2B. We really looked at the one metric that Vern taught me was uh, we used gross margin per FTE. And when I met Vern, we were at about $75,000 per FTE in gross margin. Full-time employee. Right, full-time employee. And then when we sold the business in 2011, we were at 275 per FTE. Wow. So it allowed us to look at the way we actually ran our business so that we could optimize um, you know, gross margin per person. Now, I think the most important thing about this journey as well is the fact that you have grown. Oh, yeah. That you've actually learned to become the entrepreneur. Because a lot of people just think, okay, I'm, well, working hard is going to be enough. But actually, working hard is just a small fraction of it. And it only gets you so far. Exactly. Um, for me, it led to a huge amount of frustration. Um, there were days I'd pull into the parking lot at the office and just, you know, almost break down in tears and go, I really don't want to go do this anymore. But you know what? So many people that are tuning in, they can relate to that. Yeah. It's so a, many, it's so common. You, you kind of have to hit a wall sometimes before you look in the mirror and say, you know, what the hell am I going to do differently? And you're exactly right, Peter. It was, you know, I needed to become somebody else. And I work very, very hard today on myself mm. in order to continually become somebody different in order to lead a larger and larger organization. And that's the thing that I liked about Jim Rohn when he said, always work harder on yourself than you do on your business. Yeah. And he was so right. It's all about working on yourself. Yeah. And that's the thing that really I'm hoping that entrepreneurs take away from it. Because a lot of entrepreneurs, they've got that fear that, you know what, at school, they weren't great at school, and they've got the fear of learning. Well, actually, do you know what, most, most people that went to school, that are entrepreneurs, they were dyslexic, and the schooling system just wasn't set up for them. Right. But it doesn't mean that you can't learn as you go on in life, whether it's reading books. If you can't read, you can listen, you can watch videos. There's so many ways we can learn today. Yeah, there's, different perspectives, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's just, there's no reason for us to learn. Stop learning. There's no reason for us, just because we had a shitty teacher maybe, to let that hold us back. Yeah. I was not a good student. Um, you know, I was, I didn't graduate college. You know, I, I went to my last year, I started that company and it was continuing to grow. So, you know, I was like, made that, a choice. And that's the thing. Some of the people, actually, you know, when I look at the client base that I've got, the majority of them never graduated. However, they're some of the smartest people that I know. Just because they're not academic, academic doesn't mean that they don't have intelligence. It's sure. just different. Yeah. Um, and Vern was telling me for years, he's like, dude, read books. I, I didn't read a lot of books prior, um, but he was, you know, very adamant about pick up some books and read some books. And, you know, somewhere between 40 and 60 a year now is I'm consuming tons yeah. of books these days because I know that that's the path, you know, towards me becoming a better leader and a better person and understanding, you know, my universe a lot more. And a lot of people will be sort of absolutely thinking 40 to 60 is insane. Let me tell you, yeah. you start off with just the one a month. As you become more sort of proficient in reading, believe you me, reading the books becomes easier and easier and easier. It's like when you go running. Once you get That's right. The more you run, the quicker you become. It's the same with reading. Yeah. So you've done all of that. You sold your business. You then became a coach. And I think we were on training together. That's right, yeah. We were actually discussing this nearly seven years ago now. Yeah, it was, uh, I said four, and he said, no, no, it was seven. I was like, my God, that's a long so time. So time does fly. You've, you've been really sort of hot on the personal development route. You've released a book. You're about to release a new book. Tell us about your new book and why. 
Um, the new book is called uh, Vitamin B, so B for business, and uh, essentially it's a daily supplement for leadership skills, uh, business implementation. And what we did was uh, took an article every day, some a little short snippet, two to five minutes read per page. It's built in 365 different sections, and every day you just kind of read one little thing and it has an action item. I'm a big believer in that we, we can change our outcomes if we change our daily habits, the what we do every single day. Um, and then this, this book is just purely written for here's an idea or a thought, and how can you take today and go do something. And I think that's probably the big thing is that so many entrepreneurs work really hard, but are not disciplined. And actually, to take that business to the next level, you've got to be ultra-disciplined. And I have not yet come across a really successful entrepreneur that scaled their business and sold their business that wasn't disciplined. That's at some level, right? Um, you've got, I, yeah. I have and that experience out there too. Yeah, and it's at some life. level. You've got to be fanatical about something. Right. Whether it be quality, whether it be sales, whether it be marketing, whether it be operations, um, it's just, it's, it's very difficult. Um, we always operate it. You know, I always talk about leaders operate here, right? And the, their team will always only operate to here. They're never going to operate yeah. at a higher level. And in order for an organization to continue to scale, the leader has to continue to scale themselves as well. And discipline is uh, a key to success. It is. And actually, you look at some of the top performers out there, they've got different forms of discipline. When the one we were talking about earlier is David Goggins. <laughs> I mean, that man is just an absolute beast of a machine, yeah. but highly disciplined. And he was somebody actually at school, the schooling system wrote him off as a fat kid. Yeah. Yeah, he became the toughest person on the planet. It's amazing what you can do when you're, when you're committed and disciplined. So the entrepreneurs tuning in today, if you could give them three tips, three pieces of advice, what would it be? Um, first would be, uh, you know, get yourself a mirror and get somebody in your life that can help you hold a mirror up. Uh, we all have blind spots. We all need to continually improve, whether that be mentally or physically or spiritually or whatever the area is in your particular life. But work on yourself. We, we have a tendency to you know, look at challenges. One of the gifts of entrepreneurship is that we can see gaps in everything, mm -hmm. um, and we want to go fix those gaps. But the challenge is we're always looking outward um, instead of looking inward again. You know, we have to continue to grow so that the organization and our team can kind of keep up. So. Uh, grab a mirror, make sure you're really you know, building your own skill sets as you go and find somebody in your life that can you know, reflect back on you uh, and show you where those things are. And by the way, just to sort of let you know, I have five coaches in my life that yeah. hold up the mirror because I know what I can be like. Yeah. Um, we all have that, right? So we, it's, we have to, don't we? Absolutely. Um, I'd say also really focus on your team. Uh, we've been in the scale-up conference for the last couple of days, and businesses outgrow people too. Yeah, you know, we're talking about ourselves in this particular regard, but you know our team has to grow at the same pace. Or I think everybody has the experience of Steve was really good at that job five years ago. We look back at Steve now, and it's like, ah, oh, what happened to Steve? Well, we just outgrew him. Yep, but uh, you know, a lot of people are uncomfortable with that whole concept that we have outgrown Steve. And they'll hang on to Steve forever. Yeah, exactly, but they won't hang on to their phone forever. Yeah. People are on a yearly cycle of upgrading their phones, but they won't upgrade their people. Yeah. Go figure. And you have to. Um, the analogy I use a lot, Peter, is you know, we prune trees in order for them to grow. Yeah. And we need to, the same thing is true in business. It sounds a little harsh, but uh, it's very true. But it's not like you don't give people the opportunity to grow with totally. you. Totally. 
So, I mean, that's the reality. You'll give people the opportunity. But, I mean, I speak to a lot of entrepreneurs and they'll tell them, okay, well, we're trying to get our people to read or listen to books, but they don't want to do it. Well, what can you do? You give people the option of actually developing themselves, but if they don't want to develop themselves, what do you do? You can't really do it for them. That's right. So there's going to be a consequence. And you and I know that business is moving at its fastest pace ever. And the world we're moving in is constantly changing. So we've got to be rolling with it. As, I mean, I like what Vern says. You've got to out, not outwork your competition. You've got to outlearn your competition. Outlearn them, yeah. And that goes for your people in the business too. If they can't keep up with the business, yeah, you've got to prune. Yeah, and you give them the opportunity to do it and set a good example. Yeah. Right. So you want to be a leader that is constantly improving. And I know I've harped on that, but it's just such an important thing. It's crucial now. So totally. What would be your third and final tip? Um, I, I got asked that I was speaking to a, 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 the business school that I went to but did not graduate from, asked me to come back and speak to their class, which is always. Awesome. Yeah, it's like, you really want me to come back? And I always say, you guys are going to realize that I didn't graduate from here. You should probably stay in class, but uh, I didn't get out of this thing. And, you know, I, I, they were asking me questions about what should somebody look for in a business uh, when they're going to get started with one. And I think my answer kind of took them by surprise. And I said, you need to find something that is actually profitable. Um, and they're like, well, what about passion? And what about things I really like to do? And I said, well... You can do a lot more when you actually make money doing mm. what you do. So if it is something that you're passionate about, that's fine. Uh, just make sure you can make money at it so that you can perpetuate that passion yeah. in a much larger way. So many businesses that we see, um, you know, they have very, very little margins and they really, really struggle to do stuff. And then we work with other companies that have big margins and they're able to actually scale and have big impacts. So. Whatever you're going to do, make sure you can generate a profit inside yes. of that business to grow. I, can't, I cannot agree with you more because at the end of the day, your passion will turn to an absolute nightmare if you cannot make money. If it's, if it's causing you to go broke, you're not going to be loving it for long. That's right. It becomes a, an arduous job. It does. Rather than an actual business. Well, thank you, Andy. Now, if anything we've spoken about today resonates with you, head over to Borka.com. If people want to know more about your book, where do they go? Uh, you can go to Petracoach, P-E-T-R-A-C-O-A-C-H.com. Uh, there's a little button up there that says No Try, and you can, uh, the first book was No Try, Only Do. The second one is Vitamin B. It comes out in late November. So check it out. Yeah, so head over to the site, check out Andy's staff. And again, as I said, if there's anything that resonates you want to sort of know more, head over to Balka.com and get in touch. And remember, failing to learn is learning to fail. Thank Thanks, you, Good to see you, man.